have finally been caught up a bit with um, uh, John Waters. Uh, oh, yeah. I finally watched Pink Flamingos. Yeah. Wow, indeed. And let me tell you what a fantastic film that was. Imagine. And, um, like, I, I, I've, I've heard a lot of stories about Pink Flamingos and that I've actually never that I've actually never seen it is, is baffling to me, but it's surprising to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just very happy that it blew my mind. So, so much as it did. And, um, I'm just looking forward to look, I'm just looking forward to, uh, watch the rest of, uh, John Waters filmography because that is definitely a nice road to uh, tread on. I think what's the next one you'll try. Uh, probably female trouble. I was going to suggest uh, that one. That one's really good too. Well, they're all yeah. they're all good to me. I love them all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you, like John Waters is your favorite director, isn't that right? Um, no. Oh, it is. Uh, he's oh, okay. he's one of one of one right. Of, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard hard to pinpoint one single favorite director. I I, <laughs> I, I can understand that. <laughs> but um, but for the rest of you guys listening, welcome to another episode of. Critically Optimistic's New Impressions, the show where we talk about new fresh films. Uh, as you noticed, uh, we're having a bit different this time around because uh, you've probably already noticed that Mac isn't here. Uh, so instead, joining me is Maggie. Hey. Say hi, Maggie. Hey. So we have a fresh new film on our agenda today, and the film we chose to talk about today is uh, Men, uh, directed by... Alex Scarlett. Uh, Alex. Hi. Alex Scarlett, yes. Yeah. Arpa, yes. Do, come in. The words I have to say. It's a beautiful house. Would it just be you staying? Or? Excuse me? Mrs. Mother? No. From the garden? Yeah, it was delicious. No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit. Oh, God, sorry, I. I I'm I, joking. I oh. You're tormented. It feels more like... Haunted. Yeah. You must wonder why you drove him to it. Why I didn't drive him to it. I thought it'd be true. But if you had given him the chance to apologize, he'd still be alive. What? And uh, yeah, so well, what what did you think about men, uh, Maggie? <laughs> oh, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> yeah, there sure is. I felt like it really didn't know uh, what direction it wanted to go in. Because um, mm. at times it seemed like a, grom- a grom- drama <laughs> about um, yeah. a divorce, separation, spousal abuse. Oh, yeah. You know, and then they, indeed it did. And then they would try to do the horror elements on top of that, and I don't think it worked particularly well for yeah. the film. Like it, it was much like hereditary for me in the way that it was trying to be a drama about something, and then they just kind of tacked on some horror elements. I can notice that same uh, uh, same thought uh, on that film because it definitely tried to be a, a sort of hereditary clone. 
but it hit all the notes uh, the same way. Uh, the, the added on horror elements really didn't work that well. They were visually really cool, but yeah. it didn't fit with the movie. No, no, it absolutely didn't. Also, a part of me really enjoyed this film, uh, but also another part of me thinks that it's very pretentious. And... Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I um, thought it was going to be a little different going in um, yeah. than what it was. Like, in my mind, I was thinking, because I, I didn't really watch any trailers for it um, beforehand. Yeah, no, me, me neither, no. I just kind of, like, knew the, the basic, like, very bare-bones premise. And I was really kind of hoping uh, that it would be similar in tone-ish, maybe minus some of the comedy, as uh, the Helsinki Mansplaining Massacre. <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, it did not go that way. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of directions this film could have gone. Um, I, I just I just have a hard time understanding like what is actually the... So we might as well just explain the plot real quick. Okay. Like, what is going on happening in this film. Uh, because it, it opens with uh, a woman traveling to this this nice manor in the countryside in England, and she's staying there for two weeks after a, after a divorce or a breakup. And so right away you're kind of sensing like, okay, is this going to be like a British I spit on your grave? I got uh, that vibe too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, what was his name? Uh, the, the Jeffrey? Uh, Jeffrey, yeah. He definitely gave off creep vibes the first minute of his screen time. <laughs> yeah, and those like his, uh, dentures they had him wear. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was really creepy. <laughs> there were actually a lot of films that I drew a connection to watching this. Uh, like another, another film I instantly thought of when watching this was um uh what's that film called where it's like uh the sexual transmitted disease of a of like a entity that's stalking you uh was it it follows oh yeah that, uh, yeah. yeah yeah like i kind of got that vibe out of out of this uh, like later on in the movie when she's exploring the, the wilderness around the man manor and like she's getting stalked by this person. I don't see how you got. I think. <laughs> I think it's like just, I saw that movie once and I didn't like it. So. No. Oh yeah, a lot of people don't seem to like that film. Uh, yeah. yeah. I usually feel like I'm in the minority with it because everyone I talk to loves it. I'm just like. No. Okay. Well. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that I I rather enjoyed the 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 first part rather than the second part than the. The tacked on horror in. Yeah, indeed. I, I I felt the opening was good. I felt uh, the, like the setup was well uh, well done. Like um, yeah. they also followed some some creative camera work and some they they really used their environment the best they could to to make like a creepy atmosphere and that's what I, and that is something I'll definitely give this movie credit for. Oh yeah, it definitely has atmosphere. Um, mm -hmm. one thing that, um, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. And I mean, it kind of started with the stalking kind of aspect mm -hmm. in the beginning, the naked man stalking. Her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the repeated showing of the green man imagery, um, 
in the church and then oh, eventually right. yeah. him putting leaves in his skin and the full face of the green man kind of yeah. um, coming into play. Uh, one thing I thought was done, and this is kind of maybe jumping ahead to the end a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but the green man is actually a symbol of rebirth. Um, okay. So that kind of throws a little bit more sense at, yeah, when you say it that way, yeah, then it definitely makes sense with the the, the triple male birth at the end. Yeah. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that, but no, it made, <laughs> it, made it made sense with um, the whole Green Man being the start does, of that. Yeah. Um, and that's probably why I saw it categorized online as folklore. Yeah. It, it does it does indeed have some folklore elements, I'll give it that. Like mm-hmm. um it it, it it could almost feel like a Ben Wheatley film in a sense, if it was a bit more subtle. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, if folk horror is done done exactly right, then it then hits it when it hits. But when uh, it, and indeed, like. But when it doesn't <clears throat> hit, it's. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Like, it is a disaster and a, a letdown of like, like. Like it, it's not the it's not the Wicker Man. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> I felt I felt the actors did a decent job, uh, especially especially Rory Kinnear did a. I thought he did a good good job to sell the creepiness, at, at least as um, Jeffrey, uh, because he the, apparently. I thought the priest was absolutely revolting. Yeah, he was he was disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> like I. Like just before we recorded, I I read a, I read a thing about this film, and apparently, uh, the director Alex Garland wanted Rory Kinnear to give him full right to play this these many different characters, uh, and pull out the most horrendous, uh, what's the word, uh, but... toxic masculinity that he could find. Oh, he uh, definitely did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> Like another, like you could call this film men, but you could also call this film gatekeeping <laughs> or a red flag uh, uh, yeah. or something. Red flag. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually like when I was taking my notes, like I took one that was um, where I actually started writing like creepy things they did and would just like red flag yeah. <laughs> like all over my notes. And one of uh, one of them was. When they're in the cemetery and she's talking oh, yeah. to the priest and she's explaining her trauma and the abuse that she went through verbally, physically. Right. And then the priest puts his hand on her leg. That's kind of something that like maybe in the situation, if somebody's venting to you about something like that and you're in mm-hmm. kind of a senior level of something, like say a priest at a church, someone touching you is going to try to convey more comfort yeah for it but right. the way he did it completely like inappropriate oh yeah for um, sure yeah and then after he listened to her you know she's kind of calming down then he just starts victim blaming yeah yeah <laughs> that, uh, that was a very hard tough tough scene like a, yeah like, tough 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 words that he said like uh, well have you like like at this point like just talking about the the, the husband that 
that killed himself. And yeah. Like, um, like, and then the priest says, like, uh, well, did you give him time to, did you give a chance for him to apologize? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he's insinuating that she drove her husband to kill himself so it's her fault yeah yeah that was a very disgusting scene i i did not like that yeah that one <laughs> made um, me feel pretty icky <laughs> yeah and i i kind of i kind of understand why a lot of people hate this film uh like i i don't we... think it's a terrible film i think no no i think it could have been better and executed better like i will give props um to uh Rory for playing all the men um, yeah <laughs> and i think i saw briefly that he wrote like biographies for each one. Oh, really yeah okay that's that's some interesting uh, uh what's the word uh trivia <laughs> method acting yeah um the other thing that i picked up from it too is even with him playing all those characters all the male characters mm -hmm. depending upon who it was, some a little bit more severe than others, all kind of had that boys club mentality. Oh, yeah. That's right, yeah. Like, like the there was boys will be boys, right? Oh, so this guy was naked outside <laughs> your house and trying to break in. Oh, he's harmless. You know, we're just going <laughs> to yeah. let him go. Yeah. Um, That's right. There's not a single male character in this <laughs> film that is that gives off a, a safe vibe like they they all give off red flags left and right yeah so i was a little surprised about that um hmm. because logically it just doesn't make sense no it doesn't no no like and and also like it after after a while it just felt like the entire the toxicity was like mainly vented towards her like everyone was going at her at all 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 the directions and yeah and then I, I understood that okay they're all connected in a sense it's like a hive mind type of thing yeah uh, i think but it took i think it, it like took I said, me a while to understand that like i said i think it was just kind of more of a, a physical manifestation of that boys club mentality but like but mm -hmm, with right. the characters across so it was almost yeah, like yeah, each right. one represented a different form of male toxicity to uh -huh. form a whole. Um, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so there was, you know, the little, like, I, I don't want to say kid one, but like the, the younger-ish one. Yeah. So that yeah. was all like, what, verbal insults, like crazy bitch, blah, 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 blah. That That's one right. was more verbal. Then you had the priest who uh, was a victim blamer. Right. Um, Jeffrey, I think, kind of wanted to have almost like that white knight mentality. Um, yeah, yeah, you have a point. That's, so that's good. So it felt like each character he played was just a different form of male toxicity that she had to encounter. Yeah, you're right. It's like the Fifty Shades of uh, male toxicity. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, um, I like what you're saying here. Like, that makes perfect sense. I. I did not notice that right away, but it, it is in line with absolutely. That's good. So that that jumped out at me a lot because they, you know, one wouldn't do two of the behaviors. It was always just one mm -hmm, right. for each. And then the one that encompassed all of them was her husband. Yeah, because that was that was a horrible character in the film. I 
Did not like that character one bit. So it was just like they deconstructed him and put her yeah. in a hell with all the different... So yeah, it's almost it's almost like... Yeah, you could almost say that she's stuck in purgatory in this countryside and like like all the like her past is revisiting herself like one layer after another like all yeah. the layer layers of her former husband are like present in all these men in this small town well even but, uh, even at the end right you do you remember noticing how like the hands were split yeah that's right yeah the split hands and then oh right with when when he hits the pole and his arm comes through yep mm-hmm. yeah so indeed. it was a, a mimicking of some of the injuries he sustained when he died oh. and it was coming back oh <laughs> i didn't know that. not notice that cool. <laughs> through, through the male births um each of them had that and then they also had the broken ankle which was another injury he suffered so oh it was um, taking the injuries from that hole and putting it on an individual again. That is interesting. I uh, that gives a lot more. That gives them much more clarity in the ending. Yeah. Because I um I I was not able to understand what what that ending signified and um, that changes it a bit. I like. That. I mean, that's just my interpretation. I don't know if mm, that's yeah. that's right. I mean, I told you I don't like to have to read about what a movie is telling me i like to try to no of, of course not no right if i have to read what a movie is telling me about then i probably am not going to like it because <laughs> yeah i can understand that <laughs> were there uh, were there any moments in this film that you that you did enjoy that uh, that you thought stood out more than other moments um i think when they showed that rotting deer yeah that was a good that was a good scene I like and that i think too. it was they used some of the i guess it was a tunnel she was hollering in that's right uh and then they zoomed out and it was the deer eye i thought that was really cool um i really like the fact that they used her chanting in the tunnel as yeah, music too. um mm-hmm a couple of times throughout the film so basically she created in effect her own personal song for the yeah. <laughs> score and i you know because i'm such in uh composers and scores and everything, <laughs> right. i um i looked it up and it's two composers and they actually both did ax machina and annihilation in devs okay. which alex garland all directed so it seems like they're people that he uh likes to use um regularly yeah. and their names yeah, are yeah, pro- sounds like it yeah <laughs> their names are actually jeff barrow spelled like the character in the movie and oh, um, okay <laughs> ben salisbury or salisbury but yeah i mean like their only credits are really like alex garland stuff except for one who did like some soundtracks for like nature oh, they programming didn't, they didn't they didn't do any other films that's that's pretty cool yeah. so it's like it so it's like alex garland's personal goblin almost kind of except yeah. i don't think they really compose like score scores i think it's more ambient tones and sounds that they y- use y- yeah yep yeah, yeah you're right <laughs> but uh but no yeah i i definitely love that tunnel scene where she's chanting that um echoes that uh, that was fun yeah and then it kept picking up and created like a song yeah that was a 
genuine good moment and also like just like kind of like uh you get a moment of clarity in this film until until like t st stuff uh, starts happening and like it's probably the last time you'll get a like a peaceful peaceful moment with that character i think yeah kind of like maybe like the tunnel symbolizes the the change in the film like, oh maybe of... because on the other end of the tunnel she saw that man she saw that man right yeah yeah so that's i guess when it really starts getting ominous although whenever she arrived at the cottage the jeffrey yeah. was a little <laughs> it was a little eccentric. bit too... it was a little <laughs> He was a bit, bit too eager that he had a guest at his house. <laughs> yeah, a little bit much. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I do feel that was the turning point. The tunnel and the deer was when it really turned. Do you want to talk about the birthings? Oh, yeah, we might as well. <laughs> that was, yeah, that, that just came out of left field <laughs> yeah. without any, any warning. <laughs> I, I wasn't prepared to see a, a man have a baby. Uh, let no. alone a man have a baby, full-grown man, three times. Yeah, and, like different spots too. One out of the head, one out of the... Yeah, the, out of a back, the back, out of like a spine. Yeah. They were from all over. But it was each a different male character um, yeah. that happened. Again, reinforces my whole, each one is a representative of the whole of her husband, of his Indeed. toxic traits. Because at the very end, they do show him... Or her talking about how he died. And that's when I figured out that the injuries matched. I also, um, speaking of those injuries, I also like that scene where the hand goes through the, the, the post box slit. Oh, yeah. Like the, the knife goes through the hand and like he's pulling his arm throughout the slit and like dragging the knife across. That was, See, that was pretty cool. Initially, that's what I thought it was. It was just mm -hmm. the wound from, from that. But when they explained the injuries her husband sustained and kind of showed him with the exact same like foot and arm injury that's yeah. that's when i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah no absolutely i, I like that makes it, it does make a lot more sense the, the the arm wound and that they all had that wound at the end and that's a nice connection so it was there. definitely a creepy effect though like yeah oh for sure was it yeah. one part someone like i think touched her shoulders but they put it on her where her neck went that's between right. the cut yeah and then you <laughs> see right. him like grabbing her on either side that actually made me cringe a little which is yeah. <laughs> not an easy thing to do but it was just like <laughs> it was like this is worse than the paper cut scene and everything everywhere all at once you know Oh God! <laughs> Paper cut scenes are are something bad to watch to look at. That's what it, that's what it made me think of was was that because it's it's such a a cringy thing like think of like between yeah. between the fingers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, is there any interesting trivia you found of this film? I actually have not looked at trivia, but. No. <laughs> I had pulled it up with the intention. Let me. All right. Let okay. me see. Also, oh, I don't. I don't like the title. That's. Um, I think. I think it could have had a better. Better title than just men. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, um, the movie contains a 17-minute sequence, almost 20% total running time, 
where there's no dialogue, short of Harper gently muttering the F-word to herself on two separate occasions. Okay, that's pretty cool. I love, uh, I love scenes that have no dialogue until, like, a, 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 a huge chunk within the film. Like, uh, like you have that French film, Rififi, where there's, like, a heist film then. Or is this, like, a heist in the film, and it's, like, 30 minutes without any dialogue and that's I, I love moments like that so that's pretty cool but i did not notice that though i don't can't recall where that happened in the film um i'm sure it was probably like closer to when uh all the weird shit was happening at the end probably might be yeah yeah you're right um have you seen any of the other films by alex garland by the way I've, yeah i've, I've um, annihilation i like ex machina which is really okay. good and um, I've seen Annihilation as well, which was also very good. Yeah, um, that, that I did enjoy. Ex Machina yeah. stuck in my brain more than Annihilation, though. But I watch so many movies um, okay. that they sometimes... Blint? Okay. Blint. Right, well, yeah. Oh, here's one. Uh, the plastic mask of a blonde woman that the young Samuel wears clearly symbolizes the lack of women in the town and obsession with femininity. It is also... Prior to the reveal that the men in the village are all the same entity, there are hints that the men are linked. Uh, apparently the vicar has two overgrown nails, similar to the naked man. That could explain the birthing. Yeah, indeed. Let's see. Roy Kinnear appears as all of the men born from each other, except for Samuel, the boy with the mask. Um, and his <laughs> face was digitally replaced by Kinnear's. <laughs> And James Harper's dead husband. Kinnear stated in an interview that the men he played all represent an element of male behavior. So I was right. Be it yeah, from the micro indeed. to the macro aggression, he also asserted that he tried to avoid each character becoming an archetype. Their behavior depended both on their own personal lives as well as Harper's response to them. So I guess yeah, my my, assess right. my assessment was correct. Yeah, no, I'm glad I'm glad it turned out correct. Like, yeah. uh, it, it it makes a whole lot of sense. It, uh, it absolutely does, and I'm I'm, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> it makes me enjoy the film a bit more. Not not by much, mind you, but a bit more. Yeah. Uh, that it makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm curious to know what you rated it. Yeah, uh, we might as well go over to rating. I feel like we've talked about. The most important parts about the film, at least. Um, I, I, I ended up on a free, a simple free, right down in the middle. Uh, there are there were moments I definitely enjoyed with the film. Uh, m mainly the, the opening, like the introduction of the film. Uh, when, she's, when she's setting in into that house. Um, there are a couple of scenes that are a bit creepy, I thought. Like, especially when she's out and the trekking in the woods and the camera panning when she's talking to her friend no no there's a scene where she's playing piano uh and the camera pans to the left i thought that was a good shot because it was setting up to something happening but it didn't really go anywhere but i thought that was an effective way of uh, showcasing your creepiness to the film and uh and and as I mentioned earlier, I love that tunnel scene. But there, were, but it also it's a very predict. It's not a predictable film, but it's a film that's way over the place, and yeah. it could have it could have been done a lot better. And it is a it is a bit pretentious. I'll give it that. So I'll, I'm 
happy with giving it a three star rating. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not an, uh, anything amazing, but it's not anything bad either. But yeah, I'll, it'll probably be a while till I rewatch it again. That's for sure. Yeah, I uh, I gave it a three as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, a three is usually like you know I rate based off of enjoyment. I don't really rate based off of technical right merit yeah. or anything like that um but yeah so three i i liked the idea they had but i don't think it was executed very well okay yeah yeah um, i agree absolutely on that i think maybe in more and i feel bad saying this because he does have two good movies that he did but yeah <laughs> maybe a more experienced scriptwriter um, yeah. Oh, he he also did the script. Uh, I believe. Brand, I believe so. Yeah. He also. Yeah, you're right. He yeah. also wrote Dread in 28 Days Later. So I know he's capable. Oh. Of, yeah, for sure. I know yeah. he's capable of writing good shit. <laughs> yeah, he also wrote Sunshine. And... Yeah. So, um, it just kind of felt half-assed. Like, <laughs> oh, I have this idea that might be really cool, but. Like, there wasn't the effort put into it um, uh, yeah, for me. I know exactly. I like, know what you mean. Yeah. did the bare minimum, but was more focused on the ending than the build-up to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, to me, that seemed to take... It seemed to be what was important to them while making the film. Because that scene it was just so, like, meticulously done, and the amount of choreography i'm sure that went into that with the birthing and um just everything that had to do with the end i think is where they put all their focus instead of the build-up place than any to uh leave from here <laughs> um, oh are you sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh anyways this was our enjoying pleasure uh, you can find us on spotify on um, any place where you have podcasts if you have any questions for us uh, you can relay them to either our email address uh, which is critically optimistic podcast at gmail.com or simply give us a tweet or uh, direct message on twitter which is also the same name critically optimistic but not podcast obviously <laughs> but uh <laughs> anyways um uh, this has been a it's been fun it's been interesting uh, doing a new it was been interesting doing a whole episode with you maggie so that's been yeah. fun and uh, <laughs> hopefully there will be more uh, occasions in the future and <laughs> yeah yeah and, uh, glad to come on anytime <laughs> yeah we're happy to we have our we have the halloween special where we plan to have you on as well so that's something Yay. to look forward to <laughs> but uh, until next time to all your listeners, uh, have a good day and goodbye bye